When I was in the jam, like when I was backing up trailers and I was tired driving two, three hours getting to a destination because of traffic in L.A., the trailer wouldn't mind me when I was backing up. So I had to start confessing who I was in Christ Jesus. I would say, I am a world overcomer because I am born of God. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. No weapon formed against me will prosper, but whatever I have will prosper in the name of the Lord. I am a world overcomer because I am born of God. I would lock and load my focus, my concentration, and then I would get the trailer in, sometimes on the first shot. So I started saying it before I even back up after a while, that it would focus me and who I was in Christ Jesus. So here's a story of a book I read called How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success by Frank Fetcher. Uh, you can get that at Amazon. It's a book written in the 1920s about a guy who was a pitcher for the Reds, uh, for the uh, Red Sox, and snapped his arm. And similar to my story. Here you go. Thank you. When I was backing up trailers for grocery departments here in Southern California, like say Santa Barbara or down in San Diego, beautiful, beautiful places, driving up and down the coast, just just a beautiful dream to have such a beautiful truck, equipment and responsibility, RPMs coming out of that engine, beautiful jazz music on the background, and being born again, be at peace that my sins were not nagging at my doorstep, that I had peace with God and peace with that I've been born again, singing songs of praise and worship and being thankful and practicing and being a Christian, practicing what Paul wrote, rejoice always, and again I say rejoice. I'm very thankful and grateful that one time I drank so much that I ruined my career back in the early 80s. I couldn't drive semi no more. So when I looked for a job, I saw a little article on the paper that said, make money uh, working for the civil service. Civil service? I always wanted to be in the service. I couldn't get into the service when I applied when I was 17. I didn't have any... Vietnam was now finishing up. And uh, when I walked in there, I walked in there barefooted. Well, this is what I say I did. That's what I was, how I was dressing around that time. Long hair and a pair of uh, Farmer John's overalls <laughs> with hippie and logos and signals in it, honestly. As an immigrant, I was hung around with hippies and I became a hippie cholo, they used to call me. Anyway, that's another story. Where was I? Back in the civil service. So I went over there to apply. I'm a young 23, 24, 25 year old on that area. And I go to apply into, I always had an inkling for sales. You know, I was desired to use my faith. A salesperson has to create something out of nothing. Something out of nothing. You got to walk by faith and believe you can create something out of nothing. 
So I was intrigued in the challenge. And I went and I applied and I talked to the gentleman across. And he was driving a a Rolls Royce. A Rolls Royce, mind you, gave me a ride in it. Told me what I can have if I became good at what they did. What exactly did you guys do? And they said, we go to military bases and we go to Navy. We go to the Marines. We go through the Army. We provide services for these men and women in service. I said, what kind of services? He said, well, discounts. Discounts in a lot of places and things that they can normally not get anywhere else. And and we provide uh, annuities. Annuities and insurance, life insurance and annuities. So you have to get licensed. The point I'm making is when I walk in out the door, he gave me the sales kit to to learn the pitch. And I said, sounds good. I'll try it. So he gave me the kit and I took it. And right before I left the door, he called and he said, bet you can't make it out the door without getting Frank Betker's book. And he pointed with his finger at me like a gun. And he said, bet you can't get out the door without buying the book how I made how I by a book by Frank Betger the title will come to me soon I think it was in the late 70s 79 that I 80 around that time when I couldn't drive truck anymore because I got my first DUI I was drag racing my 55 Chevy totally drunk out of my mind Best thing that ever happened to me took me off that semi. I was not a safe driver. I thank God today they have tests and so forth for people because, you know, working 80 hours a day a week and not getting enough sleep and having all kinds of money with no regulations at home and so forth is not conducive to a good civilized society. I'm so glad they have good rules today to keep us, our animal instincts, on check. Back at the ranch, at the civil service, the book was called How I Made Success in Selling, How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling by Frank Betcher. I read the book, and in the book, the guy said he, he used to play for the Reds. He was a pitcher or something, or and he snapped his right arm in throwing a ball in an awkward position. So he was forced to go look for a job, similar like I did. I snapped my career. And then he went into a company and started selling, trying to sell insurance and at that time, they called it bull sessions with drilling, drilling. They would get all the salesmen in the city and they would drill them. This was back in the 1920s. And they said, get out there and do some selling. And they get up and stand on the chairs. I'm, I'm assuming this is what they do. I know curvy vacuum cleaners did this with the young man because my son told me about it. He went out there and signed up for Kirby. And he sold one Kirby, and then his wife pulled him out of there. 
And he told him, and anyway, that's another story. He was saying that the guy was, when the man came into the room when he was showing his wife the Kirby, he said he was a redneck guy with a big red face and way overweight. And he said, he's 18 years old, my son. And he says, Dad, I was so scared. He came and he sat and he just kept staring at me like he, I, he don't want me there. They ended up buying, Dad. They bought. <laughs> they bought him. They believed in him. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, get back to the ranch of the uh, the book. In the book, when the guy snapped his hand, his arm, he started selling insurance, and he was, uh, what does he call it, a miserable failure? Some other word he used. And... um. So he, he finally had it. He went back into the bullpen to pick up a few things he had in his desk. And when he went in there, all, all the camaraderie was getting coffee and going into the, the bullpen to have a session of, uh, of sales. And he said that he, but he couldn't leave without embarrassing himself with the other guys that didn't know that he, couldn't, he was quitting. He hadn't been around there, and he sat while the bull session started. And to my memory, the the guy was saying out there, "Show me a man of ordinary ability that will go out and tell his story to 20 people a day, and I'll show you someone that can't stop making good, producing good results." And Bing, something happened inside of him. It was numbers. So he started working on numbers. He figured, all I got to do is go out there and find 20 people and tell them my story. So when I was in real estate, I took that to heart. I figured, you know, we, just like him in his book, he started figuring out how many people would buy and what people he didn't buy and what, what to concentrate on and what's in his numbers. Instead of 20 people, came 13. To me, it, the numbers were like eight and 10. I needed to see eight to 10 people in door knocking, see who knew somebody that wanted to sell or buy real estate. That came through reading other books. And I think I sold about 50 houses my first two years in real estate. But it was because of the book, there was an article in the book talking about enthusiasm. He was talking about Benjamin Franklin Benjamin Franklin's 13 subjects. Every week you do a subject. But he's also talking about how he was such a failure that he was so sad that he couldn't sell things. So he had to stay in front of the mirror for 10 minutes a day and talk to himself and say, Frank Betcher, force yourself to act enthusiastic and you will become enthusiastic. In other words, he kept slamming his face with those words. Force yourself to act enthusiastic and you will become enthusiastic. Force yourself to act enthusiastic. Look at himself right in the eyes and the eyes would elude him because our eyes are, are habitually prone to cynical, critical, condemning uh, avoiding responsibilities, or taking on new challenges. So the subconscious mind and the eyes are fighting him as he continues to say and to work 
in faith, to help him believe his faith. So he would say, I force myself to act enthusiastic and I will become enthusiastic. Every time when I'm out there and I don't have joy, every time when I'm out there, when I, I'm, I realize that everybody's talking about that joy and believing are the keys to having a good life, I think about my sessions. I, man, I, I only do a, a few seconds of it. I can get myself to smile and, and lock and load on a beautiful, joyful smile because I've been doing it for years. But I remember when I did it properly, I was looking in mirrors and I was just brimming with joy. It was, I was red. I was joyful. I can see it in my face. I can see it just just joyful, almost to the point where I took a drink, you know. It was bubbling. Isn't that amazing what drinks can do? And make you joyful at the right moment when you're drinking a little wine and having a dinner with your loved ones and being thankful. But we, alcoholics, want to extend that for our lifetime and drink, 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 and it turns sour on us. It turns on us. It tries to kill us. So we blew our chances of being formidable, of being patient and, and decent people or whatever. Amen. Well, thank you so much. For listening to me ranting, please go out there and get the book. I am very fortunate to have that. I didn't succeed in that job, but I did succeed in making a lot of friends throughout San Diego where I was doing, going to military bases, to going to uh, hospitals and navies. And I, I was able to get in there. I had a little ID that said civil service. I know that cannot get in today, but I worked for the civil service for a little bit of time. I got into a military tank, military, and some of the joys of my life, you know, came through having this job, especially knowing positive people, people that have their own businesses, retired people that, you know, they, in, they helped me to believe that great things can happen in the United States are available for those people who work, try, and move forward in Jesus' name. I love you guys. Take care.